Everton make light work of their points deduction? And can Aston Villa really win the Premier League? Good evening, Tate. Evening, Jack. How are you? Good. (laughs) (laughs) I am very good. (laughs) You may notice we sounded a little bit more robotic. We have Mm. been um, trying a new setup at the bunker because of... um, We are aware. We do apologise for last week's and a couple of other weeks. The audio, especially on my behalf, has been a bit more Mm. quieter. We weren't entirely sure why, what's been causing that. We haven't done anything different Mm. than what we've done for the past 74 episodes, but... Recently, it's been a bit yeah. annoying. It's yeah. it's one of them ones where the comments we've had back from people is if I listen to in the car or on a laptop or whatever, it's okay. But in the headphones, it does become mm. basically inaudible because it's yeah. the difference is so different. Mm. And we're just looking at the mixer now by this level. Hopefully, this level is the correct level. But yeah. then for some reason, last week it dropped down at twenty six minutes. So. Yeah, and I think yeah, obviously I would bore everyone when we don't really know. But I think tonight. It's going well. <laughs> the sound, yeah, it seems it's going well for the one minute and yeah, fifteen yeah. seconds we've been so on. It only gets about twenty minutes, but no, th- yeah, for now it's definitely it's going okay. So, yeah, so if you're this might still not be closer to my mouth if I yeah, try. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, uh, even from last week, we appreciate it. Yeah. So let's start with the teaser. And I was at the Emirates yesterday um, for a lovely two 0 victory, but James Milner made his six hundred. And 30th appearance in the Premier League yesterday. Mm-hmm. Jerry's only two behind Ryan Giggs now. Really? Which is nuts. That is nuts. Um, but <coughs> can you name eight players that also played in his debut game? In Obviously, Mil- I, don't, yeah, debut. I don't expect you to know the game. So mm. it is West Ham Leeds. United versus Leeds United Okay. in 2002. Alright, give it a go. That is like the game. It. Eight, eight players. Hmm. I've given you quite, it's quite a lot. Yeah, you've but given me w- when you yeah, think you've of given that me era, some good I think you could yeah. reel off some players. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Right, so tonight's episode, if you can hear us, <laughs> is going to be a bit of talk on the informed teams of the Premier League so far. Mm. Everton and Aston Villa mainly, and maybe a touch on a couple of other clubs from relegation clubs. Yeah, and I think our usual, yeah, we'll, our usual end. We'll just probably probably hover over all, maybe a few of the sides, mm. the, what's happening at the top. But yeah, like you said, we'll start on the blue side of Merseyside. Yeah, and Everton have been a club that have been given a bit of stick in this podcast by mm. me, me especially for yeah. how they've been run, and I think they should have been gone down. I think they should have been relegated two, two, three years ago, personally. But they've got they've hang in there. They've had their ten points deduction, and that has just lit an absolute. Uh, fire under fire, fire in their bellies and they have mm. been flying four consecutive wins mm. four consecutive clean sheets and they haven't been against any old team mm. Forest away any, uh, you won there at the weekend mm. uh, on Friday night tough place to go win there what was it 1-0 one 1-0 nil? One nil clean one sheet 1-0 yeah um, nil, my man home to Newcastle 3-0 battered them mm-hmm. Chelsea 2-0 battered them mm. and at the weekend Burnley away 2-0 yeah and again short. for a, like you said the the fixtures have been hard, but it's ever we're talking about Everton who are struggle supposedly struggling, but so any game for them is difficult. But yeah, they've I think I've jump ahead, but yeah, they the deduction has almost like you said, galvanised them as there's a there's a lot of that words like that being thrown about about Dyche's team and Everton and yeah, maybe maybe that pe- point deduction 
has put it in black and white in front of the players and said, right, they've woken up and realised we need to actually play some football. And they're they're not yeah. a terrible ter- they're not a terrible group of players. They're quite it's a limited squad. The numbers aren't great and the depth isn't great, but they are just clearly not bottom three side. And mm. yeah, maybe they that group and. Sean Dyche, want how they're playing now or what what they're trying to do and how they're performing is what he wanted from the start and it's what any manager wants. But he's probably kicking himself, thinking like, why is it taking this at, to this point to this stage to start playing? But yes, maybe that's what the group of players needed. And now it's they're like a decent. They're now it's like oh Everton, Everton away is mm. tough or Everton at home they're gonna be good. So. And um, their latest three points they picked up on Saturday night get some seven points clear of the relegation zone, mm. considering they had a ten-point deduction. Mm. But in reality, if they hadn't got that ten-point deduction, and obviously it's all if, buts, and maybes, they'd have picked up twenty-six points this time, and that was in mm. level on eighth place Brighton. Yeah, I think they'd yeah be eighth or ninth in goal difference. But yeah, twenty-six points, mm. and that's more than if they again without the ten points, they would have been on twenty-six, which is more than the bottom three combined. And they're, they're they're flying. They're they'd be talking about Europe. Probably. I think Jamie Carragher said it at the week. Uh, uh, Jamie, Jamie Redknapp. Redknapp, sorry, said it the weekend about they'd be probably looking towards Europe. And yeah, they 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 are in that sort of form. Well, I remember when I went and watched them live this season against Luton at Goodison. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ, they were bad. They were yeah. really bad. I think we and played th- in it. Hang on. Go and on. I thought this is this is going to be. If, if they if they can somehow stay up, and they were lucky to stay up, because I think they were lucky that this season there were three bad teams in that league. Mm. But they are now. We look at them, like you said, they have on paper they haven't got a bad squad. They just have been playing really badly for best part of two years now. And Sean Dyche has finally seemed to be getting a, a proper tune out of them. And you see the performance on Saturday, although uh, granted uh, Burnley aren't playing well, really yeah. sort of confident. Burnley are part of that. They scored freak, two. Absolute Sean Dyche goals. Yeah. Lomp it forward, win the first ball. Even more importantly, win that second mm. ball, get the goal, and that's what. And they build off clean sheets. Mm. Sean so Dyche's team has always been. Remember the old Burnley? You had Nick Pope, mm. uh, Ben Mee, and Tarkovsky. Mm. Them three were like staunch for those mm. who play fantasy football. You had to have one of them players in your team because every week they were getting. Every other week they were getting six points, six yeah. points. And Everton, you weren't you weren't doing that with the teams because Tarkov they would always concede licky goals. Mm. Pickford, no more, no goal. I think Pickford and Vicario most clean sheets in the Premier League. Yeah, I think Pickford's got six clean sheets as a goalie. And Newcastle got seven as a team, obviously. So they've played a couple of goalies, but yeah, Pickford's got the most out of any goalie. Six for Everton, like we said, their position isn't true as such. But yeah, and that like Dyche has suddenly got that side. It's pretty, he probably hates it, but a typical Dyche team and. Like you said, those players, Tarkovsky, even Keane now. And, and I think maybe that played a factor in their result against at Burnley and that Dyche returned, Tarkovsky mm. going back, Michael Keane going back. It was that's another gives another edge to mm. certain players. And I think what's helped them massively is that, touch wood for their sake, Calvert-Lewin has put probably six or seven games together now, mm. whereas before he was in and out, in yeah. and out all mm. the time. He mm. didn't play for most of last season. And they've had that settled 4-4-1-1 formation mm. that is just literally power, mm. And it's got a nice balance on the side of the wings. And I think that, I saw a stat earlier. No team in the Premier League has put in more crosses than Burnley after this season. Everton or Burnley? Oh, sorry, Everton, yeah. sorry. And you've got McNeil playing well, your mate, putting in crosses. And the other side, which is a bit of a potentially a shrewd signing, for a club that have no money, Jack Harrison out on mm. loan. And he's been doing quite well. He came on at half-time when I saw him against Luton and he was yeah. actually a bit of a bright spark. I thought he was reasonably... <laughs> 
Not a reasonably good player. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Premier League but quality. He, like, like he wasn't ever going to play yeah. the Championship last season. And he's he's gone into Dyche's team. And again, we're not talking about him like, oh my god, Jack Harrison, what a player. But he's a bit similar to McNeil in that Dyche can get older and go right, beat your man and cross the ball. Yeah. I don't want you dropping in and getting on the ball and spraying the ball and doing this, doing that. I just want you to stay out wide, almost old fashioned and. Yeah, stick that's to the touchline. Yeah. Do the basics. Get chalk on your boots. So the classic cliches, but if you get space, cross the ball in. And like you said, to Cavaloon, when when he's fit and he's pl- playing a run of games, crosses into the box, he'll attack them. Corners, set pieces. I think Everton have had 81 corners this season, seven goals. So a goal every 11.6 corners, apparently. And that's the best best um, in the league. But that Anana goal just typified what Dyche is about. They cross going, yeah. and he absolutely yeah. battered. Um, it was, was no one else. Yeah. No one else. Get was out! That, yeah. Bam, what a header! Yeah, no one else is getting near it, and that is almost that sort of football. I talk about him later on as well, but that sort of football and the goals they're scoring and how they're playing football now is what Everton need. The fans, the that blue side, they they need that. They don't. They're not about playing out from the back and doing all that they mm. just we work hard knuckle down and I've said it before but they're a team of Seamus Coleman's they're not mm. about these flair players and stuff they yeah that is and what he's a player they probably missed yeah that he's th- he gives them like you said he's th- they are a team of Seamus Coleman's mm. Seamus Coleman's sorry but they miss that he's got what's the word like Evertonism that's what I'm trying to yeah, think no, it might sound yeah, a bit yeah, cringe but saying, he's yeah, yeah, they've yeah, had yeah. they've had the likes of Tony Hibbert mm. and when Rooney was back there Ferguson mm. they had, haven't got anyone they can really but there's no lo- there's no local lad there. The no. last one was Gordon, mm. who they gave a lot we of stick hate. to <laughs> on last week against Newcastle. And rightly mm. so for them, he turned their back on the club and and whatnot. Mm. But speaking to a, a friend of mine, who's ever there, they haven't got many likable players. Like they yeah. don't. The I, fans think, don't I think Calvert Lewin. They were hoping he was, or even looking from the outside, that he was going to be that person. But like you said earlier, just. He just never fit. He just doesn't get that run of games. He doesn't, he doesn't fit season. like an Everton working man start. He's just mm. not. I think he could be the because he'd be like your number nine, mm. like your leading that striker, like lock the ball in, win headers, hold the ball up. But yeah, he just he's never never been fit enough. But yeah, I mean, I mean we're talking about Everton, like that. We aren't. Oh my god, they're world beaters and Everton's so good. Sean Dyche mm. is unbelievable. But for me, anyway, I don't. I don't love Everton. I've never disliked Everton. They're, they're a, they are a proper Premier League side and but I'd much rather them be in the league than Sheffield United or Burnley so mm. yeah if anything I'm quite happy in that yeah the upturn form is nice decent. to see considering mm. that rightly or wrongly I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago mm. whether they got final whether you think they got right, um, got the points deduction rightly or wrongly mm. but it happened and it's nice to see them bounce back and and take it in their stride it's a quite an interesting week. So obviously last week the club confirmed that their stadium move has been put back twelve months. So I think initially they were going to move in. This will be our last season. Mm. I think one more year at Goodison now mm. because it was going to be they got it was like a six months to land the stadium mm. and they decided rather than end an iconic stadium halfway, halfway through the through, season. Right. Because I remember you started at your ground at the end of a season, but you were mm. at Wembley, so you yeah, were just yeah, desperate yeah. to get out yeah. of Wembley. So it didn't matter. Yeah. Mm. Whereas you can't, you can't finish Goodison. You can't. The last game of Goodison yeah, can't be yeah. November the sixth, can it? Yeah, you just can't. And then next week we're playing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. So there's decided to do that, and also it's a big week coming up for Everton. I don't know who they've got. The, they've got you at the weekend. They've definitely they? got us in the league. Yeah, but home, tomorrow so night they've got quarter final 
Carling Cup game, Carabao Cup against mm. home to Fulham. Mm. Winnable game. Huge chance to get to, to get, the semis. To get a semi-final, two-legged semi mm. against Liverpool are still in there, mm. Newcastle, Chelsea, but the dangling, the low-hanging fruit is, isn't it, Port Vale versus Middlesbrough mm. or something like well, that? I think West Ham are still in it, aren't they? Yeah, West Ham, Liverpool, but oh, well, Liverpool is still in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. You never know. Who, who's the, who's the, who are the two championship teams? Or it's, they're in a quarter-final. There's two it's sides. Borough, I think it's Borough and Port Vale or something be, like yeah, that. Yeah, Port Vale, yeah. I think Port Vale and Borough, yeah, they might be the other game. You could. It's all. I know. Like That's what you want. It's aren't all you? if and but. But you've got. You take Borough over a two-legged and second semi-final, mm. getting a getting a final. You are chomping at the bits. Yeah, up. and if, if Dyche and if, if Dyche carry get, on, stay them up and yeah. get them to Wembley. What a season! Yeah. If they carry on like they are, they'll be comfortable mid-table and so yeah, potentially in a semi-final and focusing on that. They yeah, it could be a totally different outlook for Everton and Dyche. <coughs> I actually think it was for for my own um, personal view on Everton I think my opinion on the club changed not the club my opinion on how good they are mm. when they beat West Ham 1-0 mm. that was a performance that not a relegation follow team would do because they were just that was Sean Dyche finally mm. getting a click out of them that was when the rumours were happening about the 10 points yeah. he was picking up these away away wins which are crucial that's what they haven't done for years mm. I, was, I can't remember the exact stat and it was quite funny I did re- retweet it on Saturday night it was um Sean Dyche has picked up more points this season than the same side as last season under Frank Lampard, mm. including the 10-point deduction. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And I think, yeah, the last eight games, Something they've, mad like that. they've lost two, one, five, drawn one. So that's pretty good form. But yeah, that's top seven form, mm. really. Probably top eight form. Um, but yeah, that that for, that sort of first game when it happened, the deduction with against United and... It was sort of the whole atmosphere and that was killed off by Garnacho scoring that ridiculous goal. Mm. But then, like we said, the four and a, four and a bounce without conceding is is very very impressive. Yeah, that's that's a, some way to get rid of your ten point yeah. deduction. Win four out of the five games, only conceding. Not, not, we don't concede any goals and then victories. It's yeah, yeah. I just think they're it's almost backed up against the wall. It's like you said. I think you said before about something. But it's us against the world. We're Everybody hates us, right? We're just going to go out there and fight, fight for our group of players, the staff, the the team, and the fans, and and it's working. And they've got you, Saturday at what Heartland? Well, yeah, at Spurs, and now that's suddenly quite a difficult game. Um, yeah, well, you think like they could go up there <coughs> and make it really difficult for you? Yeah, oh, yeah, we d- yeah expect nothing less now. And, and an interesting stat is um, <laughs> Everton. Um, average thirty nine percent possession every game really? so far, but they are that's what they do. They count. They mm. sit in, and the one of the main best players so far has been Decore, who just mm. bombs it, plays in that one above the four in midfield, mm. and just bombs into the bottom. late arriving, late arriving runs. Mm-hmm. Scored the goal that kept him up last year, and I think maybe even the year before mm. the winner at, winner at home against Bournemouth. A very um, important player for that side. Yeah, I'm quite happy for my man Dosh. Right, shall we move on to another team flying? Yeah, your mate. Good evening. Before we go, did you watch any of that carnage that just between Mopay and yeah, well, Mopay I, and Buddy? Um, I didn't see any football uh, for the weekend, to be honest. Apart from the highlights, and yeah, I watched the the Brentford Villa highlights earlier on today, and just yeah, it was a. I Is mean, Mopay the most dislikable man in football? Yeah, Villa were just not cruising, but it was. They were slightly dominating, but Brentford won up. Then the red card happened. But then, yeah, more pay just, I don't know, just getting involved and trying to, well, it worked, trying to wind people up. Martin and Zen got involved. Just, we'll get on to it. It's just 
just a madness of the last sort of 25, half, half an hour of the game. It was yeah, ridiculous. And on that red card, the ref is standing right in front of that challenge. How are you not, sending, Mees, yeah. how are you not sending him off for that in, for, in like Instant, normal time? Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. He books him and then like, looks at it. I was like, oh. I, I don't you're wanna, you're yeah. literally right there. I don't want to talk because the, the Liverpool game, the refs, the, they're just in, every week is embarrassing. But I'm going to ask you a straight question. Can Aston Villa win the Premier League? Yes. Do I think they will? No. I think yes, because you, you can't say otherwise because of Leicester and what happened mm. in that season. That was Villa are in a far better position and a far better side than than Leicester were. Mm. So yes, you yeah, of course they can win the league, but I, I I don't think they will. What is really interesting is that obviously there's some sort of stat about who's top at Christmas mm. and blah 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 and blah. I think the only team that's been top more times at Christmas and not won the league is Arsenal. <laughs> If there's not a winner between Arsenal and Liverpool on Saturday night, mm. Villa, ninety nine percent will spend top because they've got Sheffield yeah. United at home. I was yeah, I actually that's what we said before. I wanted to talk about as the top teams as a whole because of that reason because of exactly what you're talking about and yeah, it sounds stupid and almost obvious, but Liverpool, Arsenal, or Villa could be top all going into the new year. As in, one of those could be top any one of them at this at this moment in time. Because of that game, live Arsenal, someone's going to drop points, or you could both drop points. And Villa, I think, yeah, Villa's thing, they've got... Sheffield United at home. And then they've got Man United. They've got, yeah, Sheffield United at home, Man United away, and Burnley at home. That is an incredible run of fixtures. And that's what I mentioned to you previously, but timings of fixtures, that is perfect. I know, yes, Villa have done incredibly well to get to where they mm. are, but now you've got Liverpool away, they've got Sheffield United at home, and they've got a struggling Man United, and they've got Burnley at home at awful. So... Mm-hmm. They could potentially pick up nine points at here, and you could drop some and get seven. And I think mm. they would be level, or might be one point ahead of you if that happened. But mm. yeah, so the time of fiction is perfect for them, and that is an incredibly it's an incredibly tough period. And historically, Christmas and all the rest of it, Boxing Day fixtures, and everybody says how hard it is. But yeah, couldn't ask for a better three, I don't think. Yeah, and they top their top their group in Europe, so that means they don't have have to play that midweek that. Round of thirty-two game thing, yeah. yeah, in February, <coughs> so that's an extra fixture they miss. They're not in the Carabao Cup, so they have a little bit of a rest midweek. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the time of the fixtures are everything, but they've also everyone plays against Arsenal, so mm. blah blah blah. They've also just had to play Man United and Arsenal, Man City yeah. and Arsenal all the week, yeah. and beat them both. Yeah, exactly, that's what I was, that's what I'm saying. They got they've got to this point, and they've yeah, like I said, they've played City Arsenal in one in a space of a couple of days and won both. But yeah, Liverpool against Arsenal. Someone, yeah, like I said, someone is losing points there. It was a telling moment, I think, for Villa's title run or season, or season mm. I call it. <laughs> Brentford away was one of the games I actually bookmarked them. I thought it's not often they win Spurs away, mm. City at home, Arsenal at home. and th- Then you're normally like, you're going to drop points somewhere. Mm. You have to. Because they drop points away at Bournemouth unexpectedly because I think as players... And as fans as well, you just don't take them games as serious. No. You think you're going to go in there and steamroll them. And at 1-0 down at half-time, I wasn't too surprised. And no. may- maybe if the red card hadn't happened, they might have dropped points. But winning away at Brentford meant the 12th victory in 17 games. Mm. Which is... And like I said, uh, they've got Villa run 25 games in 2020 in the whole calendar year, which is their most top-flight wins in their whole of their history. Mm. So it shows you how good they're doing, how they're performing their absolute best I think like we said mentioned last week even on the team 15 wins on the trot mm. at home is nuts mm. 
Yes, yeah, unheard of. Unheard of. Well, unless you're Man City, I suppose. But have they even done that? Yeah, Man City. Equally, done it, yeah. yeah. But even like the Arsenal's invincible. Wenger never yeah. did it. Whereas all the managers we yeah, named, the Conte question. never did. The, the good teams he had at Chelsea. Yeah. Never managed to do it. But I know it's, it's. I don't know. Maybe it's me being like biased, or I got still got the ump about it. But when they played us, that could have been a totally different game. And yes, they won the game, and and Brentford was almost quite similar. And everyone says, oh. Even if you if you're playing bad, you win, then it shows you a good si- uh, signs of a good side. But we did we did really well against them at home. We could have been two new up, three new up. Who knows? And Brentford were one new up, and the game they weren't cruising. Brentford, but up until the sending off, it was it was like that plucky old Brentford. They were frustrating them and all the rest of it. So yeah, but like I said, Villa of flying at the minute and and getting the results. I mean, I do think them sort of things will level out. Yeah, agreed, but agreed. on the flip argument, Unai Emery has 81 points this calendar year mm. and has only surpassed by Manchester City, mm. which is nuts. nuts. When you actually think of it as a... Everyone says, oh, they'll fall off. Fall off and history says that, yeah, they probably will fall mm. off. But from January, this is what probably frustrate... Well, me and you can probably relate. I think how many times have you seen Spurs, and I've definitely seen Arsenal, mm. they're top of the calendar year yeah, table. Oh, no. yeah, Spurs, it's really annoying because yeah. it's like, oh, why, why do we That's put great. it between January yeah. and December yeah. but we can't put it the whole season? Yeah. Like, it's just, Arsenal used to no. do it. I've seen Arsenal top of that league table yeah. so many times. But Spurs but have done, yeah, similar to you the last few years when we, Poch and Kane and all the rest of it, it was, yeah, same idea. <laughs> the but calendar year. Suddenly there's a two-month gap between that so it doesn't really, doesn't equate. But in saying that, there was something about Eddie Howe when he turned up in Newcastle and that again, a similar time period, they they were technically third or fourth, but they ended up in the Champions League uh, at the end of it all. So maybe Villa, I think they'll be right. They'll be in the top five, the top five at the minute, as it is Tottenham, City, Villa, uh, Liverpool, Arsenal. That'll be the top five. Who knows what, f- uh, where they'll be and where they'll place. But yeah, I, mean I think that'll be the top five. Glad you just mentioned that point because Aston Villa are currently nine points above fifth place in Newcastle, mm. which is. It's quite not, not, yeah, it's quite a significant gap, I mm. think. Although Newcastle now crashed out of Europe, can literally just focus on the mm. on the league. But obviously, there's still more than half the season to play. I think we've got 19 is halfway through, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've got. I mean, I've got a little s- stat if you like. But so the top five could all be on 40 plus points heading into the new year. So at the end of this Christmas period, so it's 20 games basically. Um. And it would be the first, well, not the first time, but last season it didn't happen. 21-22, it didn't happen. And 2021, not all top five finished were on 40-plus points going into New Year. And that could quite easily happen, which is asking a lot of Spurs and City. But, yeah, I think that top five could, there could be quite a quite a gap. And mm. I think they will, they will have, I don't think Tottenham will win the league, but us and Villa will have a massive say in what, what happens in the title, that's for sure. One, I want to say cause for concern, I don't want to damp down too much on Aston Villa. And a lot of clubs are in this predicament, but them especially, I think they are one injury, perhaps two, away yeah. from just complete complete. And I think yeah. it's goalkeeper and striker. Yeah. There are two key positions for them yeah. that they just can't, the quality can't they replace. have. Like they do have good, I think they've got good depth in central midfield with... Mm. Kamara, McGinn, mm. uh, Douglas Louise, and they've got uh, can't remember who else comes in comes in and out. But the wingers they've got pretty good depth. Mm. But them two positions, 
just just that you can't. Yeah, and you, you, you just see, can't, you see it, I know, can't replace that. that. You've seen it with Spurs. You've seen it with Newcastle, and even City again without Kevin De Bruyne and Haaland. Or and when Rodri. when Rodri goes missing, okay, City is still up there, still a brilliant side, but yeah, they they are worse. And Villa, who are a worse side than City anyway, without and then if you add in that Watkins might be not there or the goalie might be missing, center couple centre halves, who knows what happens in New Year? Yeah, they they'll drop off, I think, and. Massively, yeah, that that will affect them. What do you think Ollie Watkins' ceiling is as a player? Do you think he can go on and be... Obviously, he's playing in a team that's third in the table. Do you reckon he could go Man United? Someone like that? Would Liverpool have a look at him? <sighs> Would Spurs have a look at him? I think... I don't know. Villa... But if, if Villa are getting better... Yeah, if, like if, if... It sounds really stupid, but if Villa are top five, then that is... I think he can be a he is a top five ish around that mm. that um position and depending if that's Spurs, if that's Newcastle. Yeah. I think Villa Villa is his ceiling if that makes any sense. And what they're currently doing, that is really good and he's part of that. But I think if a side wanted him a Newcastle or Tottenham, maybe an Arsenal, I don't know but back your striker situation, if you're looking for something if they want something different yeah, I think you would go to most sides, and they would. They're they are Tottenham offer would offer probably more money. They are a bigger team. Newcastle definitely would offer more money. Mm. So yeah, I think I think that 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 could could happen. Who knows? No, it's an interesting one, and obviously you know Emery getting all the plaudits. He even got plaudited yesterday for getting booked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pulling, pulling apart the uh, yeah that the was scuffle. that was ridiculous, wasn't it? That was but mental. Them two have a bit of. Back and forth because that was I don't know if you ever saw like the what, what's the word like I think it's called the butterfly effect when something happens that then causes mm-hmm. a, uh, a something to happen future down the line. event yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was the iconic lockdown game Brighton versus Arsenal this, mm. is, this is where the arrival this is where the quote unquote rivalry stemmed from and Mope he's always involved isn't yeah it? the ball it was a no- nothing ball over the top Leno had it nice and comfortable and Mope came and just cleaned him out mm. and he ended up doing his not he ended up doing his MCL. Oh, he done Leno's knee. Yeah, oh. so Leno was out for like four, four and a half months. Martinez never played for Arsenal for ye- years. Mm. Every time he played, it was crap. <laughs> Came in and was really, really good for that. I think it was like fifteen games. But that was when we won the FA Cup, and he was really good plan throughout the rest of the lockdown season and instrumental in the winning the FA Cup, making great saves and whatnot. Come to the summer, Leno's fit. Martinez has been number one for God knows how long. He's made his international debut for Argentina. Mm. Argentina have always been a good team, but always had crap goalkeepers. Yeah, so just, true. They always have. Yeah. And um, he was at a crossroads. So I, I want to be number one, but most, well, I'd say most Arsenal fans, I think it was quite 50-50 actually. I always back Leno because I thought, is it a bit of a fluke that he's played, he's only mm. played, he's been at been Arsenal eight years and was rubbish for eight years. Like. Yeah. If you were that good, you would have made an impression on someone, and you got sent out on loan so many times. Mm. But we decided with Leno, then sold Martinez, and he went on to oh, he's won World Cup winner, and now yeah. he's the best goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, I just think that. But is it's, that's what stemmed from Mope, and yeah. it's weird that he's always like you said he's and always he's come back around. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, it was very, very precise. I think what's the word like? It was a comedy show. It was a yeah, theatrics. It was just very, very unnecessary. And 
yeah, people got involved and the Kamara got sent off, and rightly so, he got sent off for throwing his hands into one of the Brentford players. Just bizarre, very bizarre. Brentford, <coughs> a bit unlucky. I think they'll kick themselves for that. Even if Ollie, Ollie Watkins was just causing a stir Yeah, but he, well. he's, when he celebrated, that's, again, I mentioned someone later on, but his celebration sort of added a bit of spice to the game. And mm. I mean, even the Ben Mee tackle was straight red. Yeah, so like maybe what was, I don't know what was going on that game inside the Brentford Stadium, but everyone was well up for it. And yeah, On a Sunday yeah. at two o'clock, that's yeah. like the worst time for any game. Um, yeah, Morpay was just playing tricks, and uh, whenever I think of Morpay and see him doing that, I always think of, like you just explained, but the stuff with Brighton and Arsenal, just like bizarre. Cause he's got, almost so bad at football. Guendouzi strangled him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it was all going he's on. just so bad at football. He has to make up for it in that in that sense. But briefly, I know we want to talk about other things, but briefly on Liverpool, Arsenal, we can talk about that, talk about Arsenal, whatever. But that game, obviously, now is a massive, massive game. Last time Arsenal won in the league at Anfield was 2012. Abu Dhabi. No, no, no. 2012, you won 2 0. Podolski and Kazula. Oh, yeah, it was Abu Dhabi, man of the match. Scored yeah. the goals. Mm. But can you name the player that came on for Fabri- Fabio Barini in the 54th minute for Liverpool? Um. It was l- obviously 2012. You had. Shelby? Close. It was. Jay Spearing? No, no. John Shell was in the squad. He was. He, I think he might have come off the bench for someone else. But one more guess: a midfielder, English midfielder. Uh, it wasn't Henderson, was it? No. Uh, no. Stuart Downing. Stuart Downing. Yeah, their side they had like Glenn Johnson, obviously Stuart Downing. Henderson was playing at the time, obviously much younger. Who and talk about goalies? Who was he was in goal for Arsenal that Vito day? Vito Mahoney. It and Cole Jenkinson was right back. Yeah, your team. Lauren Koscielny, yeah. Perma, Azaka Kieran Gibbs, yeah. Mikola Teta, Abu Diaby was man of the match. <laughs> then you would have had Podolski, Santi Cazorla, Oxlade Chamberlain, and Giroud. Giroud missed miss, miss an absolute sitter. Yeah. That, that was. You named a few. You, yeah, you yeah, type in Abu Diaby versus Liverpool. Go. That is like. <laughs> that is so many views on that, that video. That was the best he got. He like yeah, played yeah, like yeah. a. It, the, the, the um, comparison was always. He's the new Patrick Vieira. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Vieira. That game, he was prime Yaya Torre, <laughs> like a joke. Yeah, I think who do you, who's your centre backs? Mertesacker and Koscielny. And I think you had Vermaelen came on. Like, yeah, yeah, it was an old school, old purple school and purple and um, blue kit. Yeah, but that's yeah shows you how tough Anfield is. The last two results against Liverpool recently have been good. At home two two, no, at Liverpool two all and beat them home. So recent form, that's what you're concerned about. But yeah, but we haven't won there since twenty. Bar that, we normally we have been battered yeah. there for years. Yeah, and yeah, like anyone that is Anfield away is it's the holy grail. It's the toughest. It's the I holy grail. No, no one yeah. wins that. Only Leeds United have won there. Like I think Leeds United. What's that stat with last year? We said Leeds United are the only team to win there with fans since yeah. 1902 or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> some absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's so hard. And it's, I don't. It's almost like. It's a weird one, but I don't think if Liverpool win, they're going to win the league. But I think if you lose, that is a massive... And again, I don't think you'll, you'll definitely not win the league, but I think if you do lose, then that is almost, almost you out of it, which sounds ridiculous. But I just, yeah, I just think Anfield, Liverpool away is, is very tough. No, it's a tough one. I don't I haven't really thought about it too much. You don't want to. You start sweating. It scares yeah. me a bit. Well, they have got the worst striker, so... They're playing with seven. against us last season. Nah, he's absolute cack. He's also should have been sent off. 
what I'm yeah well, I'll, I'll touch that later oh, okay Perfect. what um I am a bit concerned about is Zinchenko's form going into that game <laughs> hopefully he plays no he, he does not we don't have enough left back oh what Tommy Asu not Tommy Asu's out till well, he's he's out injured till like mm, January and right. then Asia, Asia Cup so we're not getting him back till oh. like February so you need yeah he with Timber out with ACL yeah I'm just worried because you've got the goat on the right hand side. Yeah. Mo Salah is just and a joke. Zinchenko's got to defend. He can't. He, he can't he dominate the ball. Which you probably won't have Phil So, oh yes, yeah, oh, could know. be. And so they were. It was a pretty shocking game, wasn't it? Liverpool United. So maybe they're saving it. But saving it we do one. have a. We do have. So we do have someone who we'll mention later on the team of the week that. Oh, true. It, it, we haven't had him before. Yeah. Very true. Bloke's a joke. Should we have a quick discussion of relegation sides and relegation teams? Yeah, so okay, well, we won't touch on it. Obviously, um, the sad news happened at Luton and, and Bournemouth. That was a real relegation game with, yeah. uh, with Tom Lockyer. Um, also, I think apart from the Mwamp, that, that hasn't been a a abandoned game in the Premier League for, for years. Obviously, Mwamp no. was FA Cup. Yeah, we spoke about it the weekend, actually, didn't we? Um, and I think they're saying they're going to replay the game oh, really? from minute one. Yeah, I didn't even. I saw it. Said the band. I was, yeah, obviously said a horrific injury. I didn't have any idea it was him mm. until later. But yeah, terrible. But just going down from them teams, Palace, great, great um, point away mm. at City. Everton, we've touched on loads. Forest are a strange one. There's some rumours that the manager might get sacked, and I think that's just. I think if he goes, they get relegated. I think it could be real bad if they. One of the th- I, I, but if he stays, I think they're fine. They're f- yeah, they're I think fine. Re- regardless, unfortunately, I think they'll be fine. I think he should stay because I actually quite like the bloke and I think who mm. else are they going to get? Yeah. And just in them three, like Luton, Burnley, and just another poor result. Yeah. Sheffield United, they sacked the manager, lost two on the job. Although, granted, Liverpool and Chelsea, they've played. Yeah. Although, they won actually. They beat. They won their first game, didn't they, they played? Oh, I don't know. Bournemouth, maybe, was it? I think it was Bournemouth at home, 1-0. Something like that, yeah. So yeah, it was no. They lost to Bournemouth actually three. No, that's got them sacked. Uh, Maybe they beat. They did. It played someone like not good, but was it, it pa- wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Might have been Brentford. I think it was Brentford. Yeah, it was. Great yeah. shout, Brentford. It was. But I just look, look at the team. The goals for twelve goals. Sheffield mm. United sixteen. Thirty-six conceded. Burnley forty-three conceded. Sheffield United. Unless they could do something massive in January, and I mean like, I actually saw a. Um, I'm looking at him right now. And it was a it was a quick YouTube video, and it was big Eric. One player <laughs> each club should sign, and Burnley was like Eric Dyer. Yeah, well, he's got six months left in his contract. Whether Spurs will let him go on a free mm. or on a loan, six months to go. Mm. Pr- pr- I'm going to th- put this in inverted commas. Premier League proven. I don't always think that's a a plus. Yeah, well, I think Eric Dyer but for one of, for a bottom side like that is would I, be I'm, very very good. I'm going to put good. him in the same category as someone like Ross Barkley, who's lost his way a bit. Mm. And needs his confidence back because mm. at his peak of his powers, I think a lot quite a lot of Spurs fans liked him, mm. and he was always played whether he played in yeah, midfield. Definitely. And Poch really got a tune out of him. Yeah. Obviously, last few days he's lost his way, but there's players like that around mm. clubs that aren't playing. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think I'm not saying Eric Dyer is going to keep no, <laughs> just yeah, signing yeah, him exactly, to keep him yeah, up, no, but you exactly, know what yeah. I mean. He'd be a, yeah, if I was one of them, I'd be trying to get him definitely if if there's something you could work out. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say he'd keep them up, but. Yeah, I think those three are gone. I think they're just, we said it previously, yeah, they're just pretty shocking, aren't they? Have you got any outsiders for Europe? I think Brighton. What, for Europe? 
Brighton are a funny one for me. And I also want to touch quickly on West Ham because we had a... Mm. They're flying. They're doing all right, aren't they? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me get the tweet up. Go on. Um, Brighton for me. So just... I was really, really impressed with them yesterday. And I've never, I haven't seen a team at the Emirates for that long that consistently play out from the back, no matter what pressure they're under. And they were superb at it. They didn't create much going forward, granted, because I think they were they were struggling a bit from thir- the Thursday, Sunday. I, I think it's the first time they've done it. First time they've been in Europe. And it does take a toll on the players. They've got a big squad, Brighton. And every every week they seem to have a new youngster playing or a mm-hmm. random player like Lalana just played. I don't yeah. I can't remember seeing Lalana play for years. Then they had Jao Pedro come on, Ferguson started, Matoma came on, and then they had a new fullback that came and Veltman was playing. Yeah. And, and they they've like everyone else, not everyone else, but a few sides have had some big old injuries and like they got the guy. Remember that guy scored that belter against Man City. The youngster, he just he's been injured. So. All yeah, he's been yeah. Injured, injured, injured all season, and they've yeah. got that Bonaventura. That's not how you pronounce his name, but he's yeah. number forty. Yeah, he came on. He's been injured for a little while. Welbeck came back yesterday. Then they've had that random winger. What's his name? He's just scored, scored a few goals. Signed him uh, earlier in the season. Like I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know half. But they just work. Yeah, yeah, they seem to work. Yeah, yeah. But yesterday, I just think they just looked a bit tired. And I do. I think it's between. You can't consistently sell top players, and mm. like they just got and rid of Casado and McAllister. Yeah. Yeah. That's massive for them. But hats off. They are still doing absolutely superb. They're into the next round of the Europa League. Having won the group, mm. twenty six points in ninth. They're only three points off sixth. Like, yeah. Yeah. If they can get back into Europe, they'll be buzzing. If that's Conference yeah. League or not or whatever, they'll be well happy. Yeah. And like I said, I think they're focused more on the Europa League this season. And yeah. So they should be. It's, yeah, talking about Brighton, that's that's incredible for them. So, yeah, I think yeah, those sort of sides. And like you said, me- mentioned West Ham. I've got the tweet up here. One second. West Ham are seventh in the league, f- finished first in the Europa League group. They're in the quarterfinals of the League Cup. They have the third top sc- scorer in the league. One defeat in nine games. That sounds pretty good to me, considering Moisey out, the Messiah. Yeah, apparently they want David Moyes out. But I that think it's a good football last yesterday, didn't they? With old Kudos and yeah. and uh, Paqueta. Yeah, I mean... Nah, we, 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 we are winding you up, but it's well, also... Yeah, but what, um, well, don't know, what, else, what, what else do you need? Yeah. Do you want a Graham Potter in and finish 18th? Probably not. So, I uh, don't know. I really... I think this just could be like the classic grass isn't always green. I think, I think they'll be. beat United at the weekend as well. Is it yeah, at? It's at the London Stadium, isn't it? Not sure. If it's at the London Stadium, I'll say a West Ham win. Let's have a look. <coughs> I've got a feeling teams play back-to-back home and away games this week. Yeah, home at 12.30 though. Draw. One all draw. Yeah, Curse of the early, early kick-off. But yeah, they're just... I don't know. Yeah. But again, like I said, they've consistently been... last. Obviously, last year was a, a dip, but they won a trophy. Mm. They've consistently been under Moyes mm. between 8th and 6th. Up like they have, haven't they? Mm. I'm thinking lockdown Lingard that sort of season, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where he just couldn't stop winning. You know that bloke still hasn't got a club. Yeah, he's young though. Is, isn't is he, he a player up and coming? Is he a player that Luton could go and get? Nah, Forest tried it, didn't they, last season? And he's a waste. Yeah, he's a yeah. waste. And they stayed up. And I think I said it, but he also didn't have any good or bad yeah. impact. He just well, no Lingard. He had no good impact. Yeah, he? he was just there. So no, nah, I think Lingard is definitely a waste of time. I just think there are players 
I yeah, know. definitely like a like Forrest got Hudson and Doy, and you, mm. I think that's a or it hasn't been superb, but that's that's one of those like Barkley uh, mm. potential Eric Dyer, like that's a a good little find. If you, it's one of those, yeah, it's one of those you look for. You think, oh, they come out of the blue, but that'd be ideal. Mm. Right. Um, <coughs> should we talk about team of the week or? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Roll on to team of the week. So. It was just quite funny, actually. <laughs> we were um, uh, going for our team of the weeks, and there were actually quite a few goalkeepers this week. Normally, we struggle for a bit of a goalkeeper, but mm. I I put Henderson down, and Jack was like, <laughs> who's he play for? <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I picked him is because he made his Crystal Palace debut um, in an away game against Manchester City, made a f- few really good saves, and helped was a good... Was that then? I'm so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, was one of the main reasons um, they got the draw away at, away at um, Manchester City and making his debut, and probably now will retain his place over Sam Johnson potentially because they spent a lot of money on him in the summer, mm. like 15 million pound, I think. For and Palace. like you said, that's his. That was his debut. That's not mm. obviously. I, I in the back of my mind, I knew he was at Palace, but. Yeah, that's why he's just not played at all. I was like, Henderson, what are you talking about, Dean? I was like, I couldn't get Forrest out of head. I was like, he's definitely not the goalie for them. But yeah. yeah they think they probably should have signed, and they signed that idiot Matt Turner. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> he is. Just, oh. That's the reason why he never played a Premier League game for Arsenal. Oh, yeah, shocking. Just disaster of a bloke. Yeah. No, he just looks like a child in goal. Yeah, and he's not. He's like 28. Wrists. Yeah, he's oh. very strange. But yeah, Dean Henderson... Team of the week goalie, and then I'll start first defender. Gone for Gen- Johnny Evans of Man United, 35 years old. They've been up and down, a bit of a torrid time for Ten Hag and United. They've got some shambolic players, but yeah, clean sheet at, like we're saying, the fortress that is Anfield. And he got attacked by Nunes <laughs> in the centre of his chest. I bet it hurts so much. <laughs> um, so yeah, Johnny Evans, the battered Northern Irish centre half. And his defensive partner this week is Dan Byrne, returning from injury. Um, but he came on, I think, about half an hour in after Cher pulled up with the old classic. He was got the ball like maybe 25 yards out, went to drive into midfield. Hammy. Ping. <laughs> 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 he fell on the floor. And he was it's like, not oh. funny because it might have been happened. Danny, yeah. da- Danny Byrne. <laughs> Dan Byrne came back um, with a goal and clean sheet playing at centre-half. So... Nice, yeah, what, very nice. What a great way to come back from injury. So the midfield, I'll let take go with the other player. But the vote this week for you guys, we've gone for Mohamed Kudos or Kudos and Paqueta from West Ham. Kudos with two goals, Paqueta with a hat trick of assists. Yeah, I think they're mm. probably uh, West Ham's two best players at the minute. Mm. And yeah, that's between you guys. Who's going to slot in next to mm. Lawrence Tate's best mate? Both, both very good performances and good goals and good mm-hmm. assists and good players as well. My midfield player is quite simply Declan Rice. I've just put notes next to him. Joke. <laughs> Yesterday, there was rumours before the game that he wasn't going to play because he was ill, apparently. My God, what a performance. Like, he was so good. Like, just everywhere. Tackles, interceptions, running, taking shots, winning headers. Literally Anywhere you want. As soon as Brighton had the ball, like any sort of danger, where's that? Rice is there. 94th minute, Rice is there. First minute, Rice is there. Yeah, he nearly scored a great goal. He got the ball on the left-hand side. Does a little. He, he's not... 
aesthetically that pleasing to watch. Like mm. he d- he looks like he's labouring when he runs. Yeah, when he he's obviously incredible. But, but he, yeah, no, yeah. he looks quite awkward when he gets yeah. in dribbles. And but he, he, works. he did a turn like it did everyone in the crowd because yeah. the crowd's like. <gasps> but he just it doesn't look like a, a Santa Cazorla turn. Yeah, but he could have scored yeah, a yeah. great goal. And I remember sat in, sat at the pub on Saturday night, and I was speaking to a West Ham fan, Tony. I said I appreciated he was a good player, but I did not think mm. he was this good. And yeah. he is just—he's—he's he's the only reason we are top of the league. Because mm. if he didn't have him, we'd be stuck with Thomas Partey, who's played mm. two games all season, and then we'd be playing Jorginho and El Yeah, I was going to say you'd be playing all sorts because. Arteta wouldn't be happy with Jorginho one yeah. week and then he would try and say else. Party would be in and out and yeah. No, Rice... Uh, like I forget. I actually yeah, forget Thomas Partey. Normally, when the last three years or whatever we've had him, I think, oh, I wish he would stay fit because mm. we need him. He's so crucial. Now, I don't care now. Mm. Like I would li- like, I would like him to play and I think if you could have a double pivot of them two, it would be a very, <laughs> very good base in midfield. But no, I just don't care. Yeah. Like, no, Rice is... Uh, yeah, West Ham going about him and rightly so and he was... He was very good for them, and every time we played him, and probably you didn't really watch him that much, mm. but but because of the the Tottenham West Ham games, like I say, there there's always that feeling about him. Rice was always always good, well, no matter what the result was. So yeah, we were well, I'm well aware of how good he is. But now was clo- yeah. was close to being my run of the week, but he was. Yeah, he, I think Arsenal played seventeen games this season. I think he's been man of the match twelve. Yeah, <laughs> he's just. Yeah, he's very good. He's just, a ju- and there's a compilation going around online if people want to watch it. And he's just, you know, <laughs> he, no, but that performance was just like I haven't seen anything like that good in centre midfield for Arsenal for years. And we, <clears throat> I won't say too much about our, the game, but we just we battered them mm. for for ninety four minutes. That so game should have been. Did Brighton have a shot? They had two. Maybe? They had one shot in like the. Uh, and I was panicking, <laughs> panicking a little bit. Job. <laughs> I was panicking because I thought it's just going to be typical Arsenal. We batter them, we get one goal, mm. and then the 81st minute, uh, Pablo Gross misses a sitter. Mm. That's the only chance they created, and they've scored. They've scored every single game this season. Yeah, I think that run goes back to February as well. Yeah, but they had no no chances whatsoever, and that was the only chance. And Rice was one of the main reasons that every time the ball went up to them. Saliba or Gabriel straight up the striker and Rice in front. Bang, get the ball back, go again, go mm. again. and Yeah, fantastic. Right, I'll leave you to um to end the uh the team of the week. Our oh, number nine. Yeah, I won't I won't <laughs> go on about him like Tate's just gone about Rice, but yeah. Forward Richarlison scored a lovely header at Friday night at Forest. Um yeah, just good 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 little goal, good win for us. So yeah, Richarlison forward. Yeah. Um, winner of the week, or should we do prediction first? Let's do prediction because it's it's your yeah. Your I think go. it's my choice. It's silly season now though because <laughs> I didn't realise the is it the M M three derby <laughs> is on what? Thursday night. Uh, uh, Brighton versus Palace. <laughs> yeah, that's on thir- that's on Thursday. You've got obviously Friday is. Uh, Villa, Villa, and, and Saturday the there's a couple Real of games. Wolves. Saturday games, and then there's a Christmas Eve game on the Sunday. Wolves, Chelsea. Uh, Christmas Day is off. Boxing Day. All right, hang on. Should we do a double prediction? Yeah, let's do a double one. So from on my phone, I've got round eighteen, and it'll be from the Premier League this week. So I'll do I pick a game from round eighteen, and I'll pick a game from round nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so round eighteen. Mm. Let's go 
What did you call it? What derby did you call it? The yeah, what's it called? I don't know what the, my job yeah. is crap. Palace. I think right, called it M3. I don't know what the M3 could is. Could be. But yeah, let's go for that one. Thursday night, Palace at home to Brighton. Brighton. Do you want another game first or do you want to go for that? No, this could be the, what's this round. Let's go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go home win. Nice. Just 1 2 1. 2 1. I'm going to go one all. I think one all. <clears throat> and then you're going to go for the double one? And then, yeah, round 19, Boxing Day. Do we go Boxing Day? Yeah, we'll pick one of the Boxing Day fixtures. And we'll go with Man United at home to Villa. Ooh. That's the late kickoff, That's isn't it? That's at 8 o'clock, yeah, on Boxing Day, Tuesday. Uh... Nil two. Oh, I like it. I'm gonna go Aston Villa three, Man United three. Oh, <laughs> a thriller on. Yeah, we'll throw it out there. Go on. Two draws, three all. Right. I like that. Um, winner of the week. Hopefully it'll be us after this podcast if the way the mics <laughs> yeah. work. I've, yeah, I've looked at it on and off and it seems very good. Probably um, too loud this week, but it is what it is. Yeah, just turn it down. <laughs> and if not, we don't know what we've done. Yeah, if yet. not, we'll just call it a day and 75 will be the, be us. <laughs> <laughs> right, my win of the week is, we talk about just Crystal Palace, Roy Hodgson. Little old boy. <laughs> Please. Explain. Little old boy. Um, there's a clip going around of him laughing at Pep after um, they kind of think I've got the penalty or there was or the decision when it went 2 all and I think he should have been sacked probably a couple of weeks ago I d- don't think he's the right person for for Palace but little old Roy somehow is always a thorn in Pep Guardiola's mm, sign I don't know so how the massive team that Pep Guardiola has assembled all the superstars but little old boy and his boys from Croydon <laughs> always get a result at the Etihad. Yeah, always, somehow. South London cage ballers. When they're like 85 minutes, they were 2-0 down and they still got a point. <laughs> yeah, 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 they are. Palace and City is similar to Spurs. They're just, yeah, weird bogey side. But yeah, Royal. It could it. it could have been Elise for that. The absolute cojones on that penalty. Mm. I'm Sit Edison yeah. down. Oh my god! Ninety-fourth yeah. minute. The Eti- can you imagine if that was who takes your or Son takes your penalties now? You're two-one down. Ninety-eighth minute. Ninety-fourth minute. Oh, <laughs> that could be that the, the absolute balls to do that. <laughs> the, the feeling you must have once you've done that. You think I am the fucking man. good at football. This. <laughs> I am him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I'll carry on a theme of managers. My win of the week is Sean Dyche. Since the loss of the ten points, they've suddenly come alive. And we are witnessing, in the f- words of the famous Jose Mourinho, football heritage. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of this, if you're Sean Dyche, none of this inverted fullback, picking the ball up in the half space, false nines, playing out from the back, setting up so you can counter press and avoid the opposition press so you can then launch your own press. No, 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 Dyche is well aware of his settings. He only understands whatever to need and what the blue side of Merseyside need. Um, a football side who are going to give every every team they play grief. And like he said, in reference to Lewis Dobbins' celebration against Chelsea the other week, to make it 2-0, he said, everybody nowadays wants to do a dance. 
He runs to the corner, slid on his knees, and went, have that. Who thinks they can dance? Everyone piled on, and I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Dyche. Yeah, he's the man. Winner of the week. Dyche, Dyche, yeah. baby. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. That comment was funny in his press conference, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, a he, proper celebration. Yeah, he, he like hesitated, doesn't he? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> filled in the gaps for him, but yeah, he worded it correctly. Um, <laughs> we like we said, we, every week we don't ever talk about our winners loop or losers before, but I've got a feeling we might have the same loser of the week. Possibly, if you saw a clip on Twitter. I don't know. My loser of the week is Michael Oliver. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. Go on, carry on. Um, we touched on briefly. A couple of years ago, we sent Martinelli off for two yellows, and the bloke hadn't even made a foul before. <laughs> he, before he hadn't been officially awarded a foul before he'd been given his second yellow. So, whether you agree with that rule or not, he seems to be the one person who wants to stop introducing this rule. Mm. Not so much for the Dallow one, because I could understand. I have more sympathy with the Dallow one that he's done it for the first one, and then he's done it again. Oh, no. I still think it's ridiculous. But what annoys me the most is the inconsistency. If you want to be the man to create this new rule of booking players twice before they've been booked, (laughs) then have the balls Mm. to show Nunes the first yellow for absolutely hammering Johnny Evans Mm -hmm. that some people might even call it an orange card or anything like that. He's got no idea. He just ran straight into Mm. him. And then he booted the ball away. Mm. What happened to this booting the kick and the ball away was an instant yellow card. And it's just nonsense. Like we say, we, we said it right at the beginning of the season. They go, they go too hard on these rules. And right at the beginning, people get, people get silly yeah. red cards for all yeah. nonsense. He's died and then off. they start thinking, oh, we've gone too harsh, and then they die off mm. again. And it happens every year. But there's no way he's sending off a player for doing what he Dallow did in the 20th minute for that. Mm. He's just not. No. The same referee who quote-unquote said to Howard Webb he didn't want to send Kovacic off before making two bad tackles because <laughs> it would have ruined the flow of the game. Mm. Okay, mate. Yeah. And on the Nunes one, he, Nunes, he threw his elbow into Evans. He then literally lumped the ball towards the goal. Still missed, in fact, because he's so bad. And then he, like, sarcastically clapped and yeah. thumbs up. Which is, that's that's worse than what Dallow was doing. Yeah. So Three yellows. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and my, my loser week sort of plays in a similar effect, but... Yeah, I just thought I'm, that's why I'm not mentioning the refs really, and I can't bother because it's just a waste of waste of our breath. But yeah, Michael, what a twat! Excuse my French, but yeah, just what a what an absolute twat. But yeah, very good. My loser of the week is Richard Keys. Um, basically for talking rubbish. Um, he's on Being Sports, which is a Qatari-based and owned sports channel. If you if you're unaware, but yeah, he um, in reference to Watkins' celebration, his his words were, "The Watkins was inciting violence," and the three pundits were 100% disagreeing with him, and basically in shock when he said that. One of them was Andy Gray, obviously their pals, but yeah, he every week there's clips on Twitter and whatever else of Richard Keys and him talking at utter garbage. And yeah, that inciting violence from Watkins when he was just giving some back from what fat and he comes out and said and they've said certain things about him personally, whatever, but he was just giving some shit back basically to the fans that give him crap all game and rightly so. But yeah, Richard Keys for probably an ongoing spouting some rubbish, but yeah, this week, Rich Keys living it a week. Consistently says outrageous stuff. Yes. If you ever, actually, for all listeners, if you ever <coughs> want a little 
Monday Morning Cheer Up. <laughs> I do recommend you read Richard Keith's Monday Morning Blog. B- vlog. I do know he did one. Blog of the weekend. Mm. He says these outrageous things, and actually, when you see them on paper, I think it's even funnier than watching him say it. <laughs> they are some of the stuff he comes up with is utterly outrageous. But there you go. Mm. Right. November the 10th, 2002, West Ham versus Leeds. James Milder has made 300 and 300, 630 appearances in the Premier League. But can you name eight players that played in his debut game? Leeds United. Ian Hart. Number one. Alan Smith. No. Oh, that was a... Those are my two bankers. Mark Viduka? Mark Viduka, sorry, I know what I said there. Yes. Mark Viduka. I'm letting you play, pick West Ham players as well. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. No, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm, but, but I'm thinking of Leeds first. West yeah. Ham. Viduka, yeah. Okay. There's another big one on Leeds you're missing. Oh, there's that. Leeds. Pennant? No. Was Rio Ferdinand playing for either side? No. It wasn't? No. Oh. Ironically not. Weird. Oh, okay, I'm just going to throw some names out. Aaron Lennon. Don't know who's playing football then. No. <laughs> um, Robbie Keane. No. Oh, God. This is bad news. Go West Ham. Go West Ham. Okay. Thousand two West Ham. I think some of that team we went better when Andy came here. We lost that whole team. Oh, is it that era? Maybe Decanio. Yep. Mm, Thousand two. Trevor Sinclair. Yep. Oh, that was played. Oh, I know. I can just see him, but I can't. Was Hislop in goal? No. David James? Yep. Um, you got one, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's a, is it that side? Is it Glenn Johnson? No. Oh, for God's sake. Carrick? Yep. <laughs> um, Joe Cole? Yep. Okay, here we You're go. You're on a roll now. Uh, Come on. Cole Cole? No. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Give me two more. Come on, there's two. Oh, I must have said loads. <laughs> two more, West Ham. Mark Noble. No. Oh, okay. Come on. This is bad news. What am I doing? Got seven. Oh. oh I've lost it. Because that Glenn Johns- Johnson one's throwing me off. I said Carrick. Oh. Seven is a, seven is a lot. Hayward? No, it's, no, it's too early. Too Way early. too soon. I've said some shockers there. I can't believe Alan Smith is not in there. That's shocking. He must have been injured because I don't know who the striker is playing for them. Uh, but they've got another forward. The West Ham forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Canute. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bollocks. West, you're saying the West Ham forward is a... Um, West Ham forward, you should know. 
I think maybe you're thinking it's a bit too Defoe. early. Defoe, yeah. Oh, Defoe. Yeah, you should know that give it away. But and then two, f- two for Leeds. Okay, so all I've said from Leeds is Viduka and Ian Hart. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else who ever played for Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a striker for Leeds? Winger. <laughs> Winger Pennant? They have said him. I think yeah. Pennant. goalkeeper. What for Leeds? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is I'm gone. But you've got eight though, so. Mm. What's the England's number one? Oh, Robbo. Yep. Paul Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Kuehl. Harry Kuehl. Yeah. Yeah. I've never and then the only it. potential one I'd probably make would be Lee Bowyer. Who? Mm. Oh, yeah. Go on. Go for the lead side. Who's so? Just so, so West Ham. David James. Mm-hmm. Christian Daly. Ian Pearce, Thomas Repka, Nigel Winterburn, Michael Carrick, Steve Lomas, Joe Cole, Trevor Sinclair, Jermaine Defoe, and Pablo Di Canio. Mm-hmm. Leeds, Paul Robertson, Lucas Radebe, Terry Lukic, Ian Hart, Gary Kelly, Eric Barke, or Bake, Lee Boyer, Nick Barmby, mm. Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka, and who I assume replaced suspended or injured Alan Smith. Smith Jason Willock oh yeah I know yeah I do know a few of their names but yeah the the, the back four of Leeds I did think eight was maybe a bit no it's good good there, question yeah. people will be screaming at the thing yeah. again but that's okay that <laughs> <laughs> no, was good effort right um, touch wood hopefully this sound yeah is. I think I and think if it isn't it. then please let me know if it is then please let us know as well if it's, yeah. if it's better no yeah, appreciate the messages and obviously last week was noticeably bad because we had quite a few messages, mm. but that's good. We we knew about it, but yeah, I'm glad people are sending us stuff and mm. saying what's happening because it uh, will help us out and we think tonight it's gone, well, hopefully it sounds far better. Whether you like what we're saying or not, that's irrelevant, <laughs> but as long as you can hear me, it's good, or and Tate as well, then that's yeah. fine. Right, um, we'll leave it there. Um, talking out loud and actually know when we'll be back mm. May- maybe one over Christmas or maybe one just before New Year's don't know we'll we'll put it out on the on the socials or whatnot because obviously there's a lot going on yeah. where Christmas falls on random days and whatnot um, we were going to record one Christmas day but we thought <laughs> probably best not yeah. to <laughs> probably should be our, fa- our families so. um, but yeah lots of football going on like I said silly season in the pubs silly season in the football we've got lots of games like I said the game's Tonight, there's the old uh, Wagatha Christie derby going on right now <laughs> <laughs> between Vardy and Rooney. Yeah. Then you've got the Carabao Cup semi-finals, and you've got the Thursday that motorway derby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday's Christmas Day, and then we're back Boxing Day yep. Tuesday, all the way through to New Year's, maybe even like the fourth of January. Then leads into the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. So lots to lots to happen. So lots might happen. Um, yeah. So yeah, when we next talk, but again, look, we like to thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas to you all, listeners. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Yes. But more importantly, stay loyal. Stay loyal.